This episode, we're focusing on the editorial for the January-February 2023 edition of Socialist Revolution, issue 37, which goes to press this week. The title of the editorial is Capitalism's Impending Catastrophe. But far from being pessimistic, revolutionary Marxists have the long view of history and understand that these conditions are preparing the ground for the socialist revolution and the end of capitalism's domination of our lives and the planet. America will never be a socialist country. 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 Attitudes are changing towards socialism. We believe the only solution is the establishment of a workers' government on a socialist program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Socialist Revolution podcast. My name is John Peterson. I'm the executive editor of Socialist Revolution magazine. You can visit our website at www.socialistrevolution.org. Every episode, we feature contributions and discussions on current events, history, and theory from a Marxist class struggle perspective, featuring revolutionary socialists from around the country and around the world. Just weeks after the midterm elections, the 2024 presidential picture is murkier than ever with Biden's failed presidency embroiled in scandal after classified documents were found at his private residence in Delaware. This after running as the anti-Trump candidate and making political hay out of similar papers harbored by his rival at Mar-a-Lago. Both the Democrats and Republicans are in turmoil as the cynical circus of American politics makes it impossible for voters to decide which establishment party is the so-called lesser evil. This is to be expected in a system in terminal crisis and reflects the organic imbalances of a system based on private property in the nation-state. In the jargon of the strategists at the U.S. Army War College, the world can be summed up with the acronym VUCA, V-U-C-A, which stands for Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity, and Ambiguity, which are qualities that make a situation or condition difficult to analyze, respond to, or plan for. This is the root cause of the bewilderment, despair, and frenzied lashing out of the ruling class and its political henchmen. Now, as the would-be masters of the universe huddled in luxurious comfort at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, WEF President Boa Brende declared that the meeting was being held against, quote, the most complex geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrop in decades. Participants longed wistfully for the resilient dynamism of the post-crisis world of 2013. A decade later, they speak instead of permacrisis and, quote, a world buckling under a never-ending cascade of calamity, war, climate catastrophe, energy price chaos, inflation, epidemics of hunger and disease, political instability, and widening economic inequity. As The Economist chimed in, all of this has set off a dangerous spiral into protectionism worldwide that threatens the causes of liberal democracy and market capitalism. So there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. Wherever you look, it's doom and gloom for the serious analysts of capitalism. As opposed to the ranting sycophants and the lying apologists of the system, these commentators can be considered serious because many of them manage funds or head companies worth billions of dollars, and the decisions they make based on their perspectives is how they keep their lucrative positions and make their investors money. 
As an example, take the Danish shipping giant Mask, which earned record profits during the pandemic. The company's CEO, Søren Sko, sees, quote, plenty of dark clouds on the horizon, and he predicts an imminent global recession. He adds, I'm not a macroeconomist, but I would be surprised if Europe is not in recession by now, with the U.S. likely to follow in the months ahead. According to Bank of America, 77% of fund managers polled in December believe a global recession is likely over the next 12 months, the most since a COVID-era high of roughly 90% in April 2020. And 92% of fund managers surveyed predicted the economy will soon be beset by stagflation, which is below average growth combined with above average inflation, which Forbes magazine considers a worst case scenario. This is all coming fast on the heels of the 2020 collapse, which was only about a decade after the dislocation caused by the events of 2008 and 2009. It's this constant instability, this lack of personal peace for billions that is upending the relative class peace the capitalists enjoyed for a limited, exceptional time in the post-World War II period. After a pandemic-induced pause, the world is circling back on an even higher level to the events of 2019 when Latin America and the Middle East simultaneously experienced what the IMF refers to as social unrest events. In other words, revolutionary events. In the third quarter of 2022, analysts at Verisk Maplecroft found that 101 out of 198 countries witnessed a rise in civil unrest. They conclude the report as follows. Only a significant reduction in global food and energy prices can arrest the negative global trend and civil unrest risk. Recession fears are mounting and inflation is expected to be worse in 2023 than in 2022. Weather will be another crucial factor. A cold autumn and winter in Europe would worsen an already serious energy and cost of living crisis. Similarly, an increase in droughts and water stress globally would worsen already high food prices and spark localized protests in affected areas. The most explosive civil unrest is likely to occur where avenues for dissent are narrowing and where the ability to shield populations from the rise in living costs are limited. Crucially, this is also where investors are likely to rush for the exit first, leaving the most vulnerable governments even less equipped to take measures to reduce the risk of civil unrest. They conclude by saying, although socioeconomic pressure has already given rise to protests around the world, the next six months are likely to be even more disruptive. And if we look at what's been going on in Peru or what's happening in France, their perspective is absolutely being borne out. And we're still only in January. Now, way back in 1908, in the demoralizing depths of the reaction that followed the unsuccessful 1905 Russian Revolution, Lenin raised his comrades' morale by summarizing the world situation in an article titled Inflammable Material in World Politics. Instead of wallowing despair over the 1905 defeat, he urged his supporters to study world perspectives and keep their eyes on the prize, the inevitability of an eventual revolutionary revival in Russia. A proletarian internationalist to his bones, he pointed to the ongoing crisis of world capitalism and the heroic struggles of workers in other countries. Quote, the sharpening of the struggle between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie is to be observed in all the advanced capitalist countries. The tendency is the same everywhere, though it manifests itself differently in accordance with the difference in historical conditions, political systems, and forms of the labor movement. 
The international revolutionary movement of the proletariat does not and cannot develop evenly and in identical forms in different countries. The full and all-round utilization of every opportunity in every field of activity comes only as the result of the class struggle of the workers in the various countries. Every country contributes its own valuable and specific features to the common stream, but in each particular country the movement suffers from its own one-sidedness, its own theoretical and practical shortcomings of the individual socialist parties. On the whole, we clearly see a tremendous step forward of international socialism, the rallying of million-strong armies of the proletariat in the course of a series of practical clashes with the enemy, and the approach of a decisive struggle with the bourgeoisie, a struggle for which the working class is far better prepared than in the days of the Paris Commune, that last great proletarian insurrection. With his unquenchable revolutionary optimism, he added, The amount of inflammable material in all the advanced countries of the world is increasing so speedily that the intensification of international bourgeois reaction and the aggravation of every single national revolution are absolutely inevitable. And he poured scorn on those with illusions in the so-called progressive bourgeoisie, who advocated collaboration with the enemy class. Quote, Reaction against the mounting proletarian struggle is inevitable in all capitalist countries, and it is uniting the bourgeois governments of the world against every popular movement. It is not on liberal allies that the Russian proletariat should count. It must follow its own independent path to the complete victory of the revolution. Just a decade later, on the eve of the victorious uprising of October 1917, he penned an article called The Impending Catastrophe and How to Combat It. As he explained, the only way forward was to carry the socialist revolution to its conclusion by establishing a workers' government, expropriating the landlords, capitalists, and imperialists, and spreading the revolution to the rest of the planet. Now, the period we're passing through today is closer to 1908 than to 1917, but similar conditions lead to similar results, and America's 1917 is on the not-too-distant horizon. Combustible material is piled high everywhere, and any number of potential sparks will eventually set it alight. And although the stakes today are even higher, the way out of the impasse remains the same implacable class independence and class struggle as we build the forces that can ensure the victory of socialism in our lifetime. Or, as Lenin put it in his inimitable way, perish or forge full steam ahead. That is the alternative put by history. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks, as always, to Laura Brown, our audiovisual producer, whose hard work behind the scenes makes these episodes possible. If you liked what you heard today, please share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating, which will help other listeners find us. Or consider making a donation to the International Marxist Tendency or subscribing to Socialist Revolution magazine. Better yet, why not join the IMT and bring these ideas to your family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers? You can learn more about the IMT and about getting involved at socialistrevolution.org. Stay healthy and safe, and keep fighting the good fight, the fight for socialism in our lifetime. Time.